I was in a coffee shop writing a sermon about prayer. And this middle-aged man is sitting in the corner. I'm at the table next to him. And this young woman rushes in, and she's, she's clearly running late. And I'm like, this whole setup looked like an interview. And I was like, this is, this is not a good start for her. Well, she sits down, and I wasn't eavesdropping or anything, but as I listened to their conversation, I realized that she was interviewing him. She was embarking on like her first remodeling project, um, and he was a, a structural engineer. She was like renovating this uh, two, little two-story or, or split level something, um, and so she's asking him all these questions. And uh, so he, he talks about his experience. He gives her his credentials. He charges a hundred bucks an hour, and. She says, we, we want to just completely get rid of the porch. Um, we we want to get rid of the vinyl siding. And, and they, they talked about the windows and, and they, they talked about the plumbing and they, they talked about the electricity and, and the crawl space and foundational stuff. Um, kind of like the general floor plan, the, the general footprint. Um, I was writing a sermon about prayer. And you know, in Jesus' famous sermon, he says uh, some things about prayer. Um, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, he says, Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. You know, um, for some people, uh, prayer is an external thing. It's, it's something to be seen, you know, like, like the, the windows or the shutters, the vinyl siding, or the, or the brick. Um, Jesus wasn't condemning public prayer. Like, Jesus prayed publicly. We, we all need public prayer. Um, it's important when we gather together as God's people um, and, and pray together. But what Jesus said was, uh, whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. So, what he's saying is that what's most important about prayer, or more important about prayer, um, is that it's about the stuff that's on the inside, you know? Like the plumbing, like the electrical stuff. Go into your closet and pray. So let's do that. Let's go inside. So this sermon about prayer, um, it's a, a sermon about the prayer of examine. Uh, maybe you've heard of that. It's maybe an unfamiliar word, uh, examine. But it reminds us of and is related to the word examination. Um, and, and it actually conveys that, that kind of meaning, um, examining something. Uh, Richard Foster, in his book on prayer, um, says that it's a, a, a Greek word that references the, the little tongue or the, the little lever switch thing uh, on a scale um, to make sure that, uh, that, that something is balanced or that you're getting a true and accurate reading. 
Prayer of examine is about, about searching ourselves, and God does that, like in our, in our psalm for today. That's, that's the very first verse. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Like, that's what God does. About 400 years ago, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, he introduced um, this idea of praying this way, um, the, the prayer of examine, uh, that uh, his followers would, would do that um, every single day. And, and Ignatius thought that, that this type of praying was a gift from God and that everybody ought to do it. So um, the, the Jesuit order that, that um, he was with, um, he created this rule for the Jesuits that they would pray the prayer of examine uh, two times a day, uh, once at noon, kind of halfway through, and then uh, once at the end of the day. And what the, what the prayer of examine, uh, as he taught it, entails is it's pretty simple. Now, there's, there's five parts to it, uh, but it's just this prayerful technique of examining all of the things that have, have happened uh, in, in your day, all of the events of your day, and that you kind of review that with God and, and sense God's presence in that. And so, so the first one, uh, it, it's called Become Aware of God's Presence, um, and that's simply to invite the Holy Spirit uh, into that moment and ask God to, to show you, um, you know, where have I seen you today, God? Sometimes we do that in our small groups. We call them God sightings and stuff. Where did I see God today? Where did I sense God's presence? So like two weeks ago, I'm on vacation, and sunrise is a big deal for the Termins at the beach. And um, last year, um, my kids gave me a paddleboard for my birthday, which always happens at the beach. So uh, on the sunrise, I'm out on my paddleboard, way out there, and the sun begins to to burn the water and the sky begins to become painted and all of a sudden I become aware of the deep below me and the vastness of the ocean and without fail, God seems very present to me. Sometimes it, uh, the awe and the wonder and the joy is mixed uh, with a little fear of the, the great white shark that's about to knock me off my board. Um, what are the places in the day where uh, we've seen God? And I think once we s start practicing this uh, examine and, and reflection, that we'll start looking for the presence of God uh, during the day. The second thing is uh, to review the day with, with gratitude. So gratitude is one of the foundational parts of our relationship with God. Um, and I think it's important for us to notice the small things because God is in the details. So I always start with my family. Uh, so of course I start with my wife, Chan, um, and I think about the things that I'm grateful for. I I'm grateful that someone like her actually loves me and chooses to live her life with me. I'm grateful um, that she's such a hard worker, um, that she has um, the courage to do what she does 
that she has a heart for helping people. I, I think about my son, Ben, who's in Pakistan. Um, that, that prayer of gratitude uh, also uh, is attached to technology, which is not always my favorite thing, um, but I love the technology because it enables me to see Ben's cute smile and get caught up on his life in Pakistan. I think about my son, Joey. Uh, he just sent me a book last week, um, The Plant-Based Athlete. Uh, because we like to run marathons together and uh, we know how important our diet is. Um, and anyway, uh, we, we share the same kind of things like that. He actually um, is a lawyer helping people find justice who can't afford justice. And so I give thanks for um, lots of things there. I think of Claire. Um, Claire just kind of makes life a dance. She's been dancing since she was two years old, and she hasn't stopped. And I give thanks to God for that and for her. And Ross, Charlie Ross was born with a smile, <laughs> and he's never lost it. And he'll sit at a piano, and he'll fill the, fill the room with beautiful music. Think about my dad. You know, my dad still really misses my mom, uh, but he's doing okay. You know, so... Uh, I, I express my gratitude to God, and usually tears come. And these tears are my prayer. Uh, you don't always need words to, to express them. Um, maybe sometimes it's just, thanks, God. And I know, um, if you're anything like me, I can stay in this place for a long time. I give thanks to God for you, uh, my church. I tell so many FUMC stories to people who don't know us. Um, and I feel the, the tears of joy and pride, really. Um, I thank God for the early morning run and, and the pouring rain. I, I thank God for a little piece of wire that I, that I saved because I was able to reuse it and fix my broken watch band. <laughs> I thank God for the avocado toast, drizzled with olive oil and dashed with salt and pepper and diced tomatoes and onions. It was second breakfast on the, the, the rainy run day. The third thing is pay attention to your emotions. And this is one of the things that Ignatius really brought into this, is that be mindful of what you're feeling. Because what Ignatius says is that God, God will show up in the movements of our emotions. And so just imagine that twice a day, we're spending time thinking about how we feel. Am I happy? Am I elated? Am I bored? Am I disappointed? Am I sad? Um, am I frustrated? Am I angry? Am I resentful? Am I bitter? Th those are all really Im important clues, I think, as, as we examine who we are. Um, the fourth thing is uh, choose a feature of the day and pray from, pray from it. Um, I thought this was an, an interesting discipline so that you just ask the Holy Spirit to direct you to something from that day. 
And it might be positive, it might be negative, it might be an encounter with another person. And that that kind of becomes the place where you sit um, or where you stand and allow a prayer to just flow from that context. So for example, (laughs) the other day my chickens laid their first eggs. And although I knew it was kind of time for for this to happen, I was totally surprised by it. I opened the little egg hatch chick and there were three tiny little eggs. And I was so happy. So if I were to take that moment as my, um, uh, my prayers coming out of that, there's all kinds of things that could happen. There could be the joy of finding eggs. There could be the wonder at, at creation that these chickens cackled out these eggs. There could be confusion at why they're so small. I could be afraid that my chickens are sick. But then I could think about what these eggs could go to, and that could lead me to a prayer for people who are hungry, um, and, and so on. But that's kind of the idea with that one. And then the fifth one, uh, the fifth thing is uh, praying for the future. To, to spend some time thinking about what tomorrow is going to bring. When we think about what's ahead, do we feel um, excited? Uh, Is it uncertain and doubtful? Are we anxious? Are we afraid? And so we just ask the the Holy Spirit to uh, be with us, to to guide our thoughts, to give us wisdom, uh, to give us strength, maybe, for the challenges that that are ahead. Um, we ask God to give us hope. And then you end the prayer of examine with the Lord's Prayer. Pretty simple and pretty powerful. So I I came across this poem that I wanted to share with you. Um, The the poem is by uh, Jennifer Sweeney. The, The title of the poem is Poem for my son in the car. The wipers sweep two overlapping hills. On the glass, we are quiet against the squeaky metronome, as we often are, before the concerns of the day well up. Today, is it dark inside my body? That's the poem. The wipers sweep two overlapping hills. On the glass, we are quiet against the squeaky metronome, as we often are, before the concerns of the day well up. Today, is it dark inside my body? So this is what um, Jennifer K. Sweeney says about her poem. The car is something of a truth portal for my son. From the steady rhythm and blurring landscapes, and with both of us pointed forward, budding philosophies, fears, and confessions arise. 
When he asked me this question at age five, I was moved in such a way I kept peeling back its layers. What might it mean to understand the darkness of the body? The more I turned over his question, the more darkness felt akin to tenderness. Our text for today. The psalmist writes, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.